At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Morning DNA for August 2nd, 2021. Uh, I am Aaron Dicer, the man of a single black shirt. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions and two dogs uh, at this point who are invading the video show. Um, uh, while we were waiting for the show to start, they were in the background wrestling. They re- like rarely ever do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not only they're wrestling, they're wrestling audibly. So making noise, making noise like puppies I was do. Sure, you're going to be doing the intro and you're going to hear us like. Arr! But turns out that's just me making that noise. Now. That is just you. I will remind you, Danae, uh, this is not a Twitch show, Danae. Stop it. Oh, my God. I thought you were about to tell me to change my microphone volume. No, 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 like, no. Are you no, no, freaking no, no, no. kidding me? No. I'm just okay. kidding. I saw you hanging out with your Twitchers and of course I am. having a bunch of fun. And that's that's yeah, really cool. No, this is yeah. a Twitch show. This is a Twitch show. This is no, also a no, 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 YouTube show. No, it's no, also... no, no, no. I would argue that. I would argue that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we if should was... take it off Twitch then? No. <laughs> no. no. Wherever love- you're viewing oh, from, yes. we're glad you're here and hanging out with us for sure. Uh, we like uh, hanging out on Monday mornings with you guys. You doing all right? Mm-hmm. Everything good? Yes. Um, we had a hop and go morning. I haven't talked to you at all. Like uh, yeah. you know, I got here like nine o'clock. I was like, let's go. So yeah. What was what was your morning like? What, just nuts? Because mine was nuts. No, I think it was more just I'm I'm getting into some bad sleeping habits because of the Olympics. I'm staying up too late watching Olympic stuff. And so then I'm not getting enough sleep. And so then my body's thrown off. And so I just I got to get back into a, a nice uh, sleeping rhythm for me. Yeah, mine so, is yeah. a mine is a video game issue of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing this new game and I've been testing it out before I start streaming it. And I'm glad I'm doing that because I'm I kind of needed that space that was just for me to enter mm-hmm. into this game. Um just to feel a little bit more confident before starting to stream it. And I did not realize how addictive it would be, number one, but also number two, it's a role play style game. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can just get to a quest point and stop and save and then just log out for the night. If your character is kidnapped by outlaws, you're in the game until that ends sort of a thing. Right, right. So there have been a couple of instances where I have gone to bed at 2.30 in the morning, which is not something that I usually do because I'm a mother and I work 
and I usually am in bed at a decent hour. I mean, sometimes I'll lay in bed and just goof off on my phone until midnight. So two isn't like an insane reach for me. Yeah. But it has messed up my body a bit because I'm like, wow, I'm really tired. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Why is that happening? And the other night I went to bed and then there was the most insane storm. It was the loudest storm I've ever heard. It literally felt I could feel our house shaking. So my wife told me I slept through it. It was insane. The the sounds of the thunderclaps were the most intense things. It was not it was like. Am I okay to sleep in this room? Should I be in the basement? It was one of those. And it just over and over and over again, it, almost like the thunder was trying to outdo itself. Mm-hmm. So then I really didn't get much sleep. Um, but yeah, I did get sleep last night. I did log out of the game and left time to get some rest. But then nice. I forgot to set my alarm and then overslept. So here we are having a hey, rest morning. Yay! Here we are. Yay! <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm glad that uh, that we both managed to make it here. Uh, on time, I I have definitely had to make rules about my phone. Like at night, uh, a while back, like it's just like these hours I set it to be on, like where it's whatever it's whatever that mode is, where it you know just shuts everything down, and I'm just like, okay, my phone is gone now until you know six a.m. or whatever. Yeah. So whenever Good I wake for up, you that has to be done. You yeah. have to turn your phone off if you're going to. To, at least I do. I yeah. I can't stop looking at my phone. I've started. I, t- I put it across the room once. I literally got out of bed to go get it because I was like, I guess I could check on one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my so phone ridiculous. literally stops uh, like everything at uh, 10 p.m. every night, and like so, mm-hmm. any notifications that come in don't come in. Like it holds them until the morning. Uh, it's some that's sort wise. of setting setting that's on there. Anyhow. Super super wise. Joker I'm trying. says I'm trying. I would correct my sleep patterns, but. When you go to bed at 1 a.m. for over 17 years and you just get by with a whole bunch of caffeine, you tend to just accept this as your life now. Never too late for change. Never Never too too late late for change. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I think there was a a really important uh, comment from Lolly. Uh, Danae, can you turn your mic up two, down one, up one, then down three, please? Wow. Um. I saw that and I cringed hard. I chastised her in the chat for that one. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that is literally the most frustrating thing um, mm-hmm. happening, which can we just say that that's wonderful that that is the most frustrating thing happening. Like what a what a relief that that's my most annoying thing in my life right now. Sure. Is my microphone set up. Polly says we have those house shaking thunderstorms often, but also the Chinooks and Blackhawks shake the house too. joys of living under a helicopter highway. I'm sorry, um, what? Apparently. Polly lives near like a probably a a, bay, a military base of some sort, and they have helicopters go over their house. And yeah, those those Blackhawks and in, in Chinooks are loud um, helicopters. So, How do you know that, Aaron? Is that just an hmm? assumption? I'm making some around? assumptions, oh, okay. but I think they're probably correct. Polly will correct me if I'm I wrong. I just wondered if you had this sort of like side adventure that you went on one time. I've seen the movie Black Hawk Down. So, you know, I know, yeah, I I know what military helicopters look like and sound like based on movies, which isn't always true, but yeah. I did not put two and two together that there would be a military base involved. And so I'm in this like futuristic city where the highways just go over people's houses and there's just helicopters instead of cars everywhere. Ah, nice. Polly says between two bases and they go from one to another. Aaron is 
right. I love those three words. Those are great three words to put together. I say them often. <laughs> and it's wonderful. It's it's good to have somebody in your life that is right a lot. Then you end up going to them. And then when you forget to go to them and you make a mistake and you realize, mm. why didn't I go to him? Then it's just even more frustrating. Listen, actually. you're giving me too much credit. I was being silly. I am often wrong, uh, as Danae can also tell you. Uh, there are oftentimes when I am wrong. Unlike so. me consistently wrong. i do do this thing though <laughs> i do i do say things that i'm assuming like i'm confident they're true like i do this all the time and the reason i do it is because it's fun like it's this fun thing where if you're right you get all these bonus points for for just knowing this even though you're kind of guessing it and if you're wrong you're wrong but yeah i do i kind of do that thing where it's like no, this is like if this somebody is correct. Else, this is correct. You ever play the game Boulder Dash? This is why I'm so good at the game Boulder Dash, like where you have to make up like what a word means or what a thing is or, or those kind of things. It's just I, I present confidence with my opinions and um, it can get annoying, though. It can get really annoying to the people close to me. So I apologize uh, for that um, because I am often wrong. I always remember being on radio with right you sometimes. for the first time and mm -hmm. you would say things so confidently. I was like, how do you do that? How do you <laughs> say things so confidently? Do you know all these things? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, man, <laughs> oof. I do know a lot of them. I, I mean, not, a lot of them. I have not used my brain properly. <laughs> uh, whoopsie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it is, it is a blessing and a curse at times um, to keep, Trivial information. No, to keep trivial information in your to mind. To know all of these things and to be able to <laughs> deduce with my brain waves. You want to shoot a dough? It is difficult to be the amazing person that I am today. Yes, that is I'm not ready. what I'm saying. All right. Uh, <laughs> we are going to do some D and A, and you will have a D topic and A topic and a U topic. Mm -hmm. um d is the danae a is the aaron you are the you and if you have some things you want us to talk about or some things that uh some whether it be a topic or a question or whatever um just let us know put a letter u at the beginning so we know that it is something uh that you want us to talk about danae what is your topic for today well i wanted to know what something is in your life that could serve you today that you wish you had been taught when you were younger uh this is on my mind helicopters you wish that you would have been taught i wish about i had known about military bases and helicopters sooner <laughs> would that serve you in in your life today it would have just been this one instance so much this morning it would have been very important this morning in particular yeah um for me i wish i would have been taught more about uh money how to mm, have that's a good money one. work for me mm -hmm. um i learned by observation to just spend it when you have it mm-hmm um, if my mom is in the chat, I love you. It's true. And I am trying to figure out a way to teach my little one what saving means. And so we're doing this thing where uh, we're talking about you can save your money and you can buy something bigger or more expensive later. Of course, her concept of money is I have $1.50. Let's go spend it right now. And so we were at the aquarium and uh, she had $1.50 that she had earned. And there's no toys at the aquarium that are $1.50. And I know right. that going in, Justin knows that going in. We're both like dreading the, oh, I hope this goes well, where she doesn't, you know, have a meltdown or something. But we have to work through those situations. I, I, I'm, I'm of the mind that it's okay to have a meltdown in public. I'm not going to be embarrassed by that. She has to work through something. And wherever she is when she works through it is no big deal. Like if she's hurting herself or other people, that's different. But she doesn't have those kinds of meltdowns. So... 
Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just kind of bracing myself for it. We go through the entire, you know, gift store, nothing. And I say, well, do you want to walk through the big store and see if there's something? And she says, yes. So we walk through all of, uh, Bass Pro, you know, Mecca. And of course there's, she's not finding anything that she wants or is interested in. So we get to the end and we're going to the car and she's realizing that she didn't spend her money and she's frustrated. Fast forward to uh, this weekend and I had to go run to the mall for a couple of reasons. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to brave it. I'm going to take my four-year-old with me. And she did great. And we talked on the way about that she had saved up the $1.50. So now she had a total of $9 that she could spend um, because she had helped with some chores proactively and things like this. So not only did she have more to spend, but then I also tried to tell teach her about the art of waiting to buy something and not buying it impulsively. So we talked about how she would see a lot of toys, but that I would suggest waiting until the very, very end. And she put back probably six or seven items and she's like, this isn't, she literally said, this isn't really what I want. And I would reaffirm to her, well, then you don't have to buy it. And she was like, okay. And she'd put it back. We got to the very last store and she found the perfect thing. It was exactly what she wanted. She told me she wanted to have a plushie toy. She got it. It was $9. She'd saved enough. So it's kind of an example in all these different ways. And I have no idea if I'm going to be able to be consistent in this part of parenting because that's really hard for me consistency mm -hmm. but i just know how important it is to me because i lacked that lesson to try to pass it on to my kid because i genuinely have a hard time saving money i get my 20 bucks to spend over the week it's gone in like two days yeah. <laughs> i have this this is my i love buying food it's food and beverage even though i could make it myself i love flavor i just spend money um I don't give myself a lot of money to spend. Like I don't go and use my debit card. So I do have a little bit of, you know. Well, that's the that's the key, right? That's what you that's what you learn. Find is, your rhythm. Yeah, you know, we used an envelope system for a long time when we were like really, really tight on money where it would real you could really feel what you're spending, you know, right. and how much was left and all that kind of stuff. And I think that taught us a lot. Uh, we're going back into, you know, kind of a bit of a crunch financially with my wife going back to school. And so we're kind of relearning some of that stuff um, and, you know, kind of redoing our budget and figuring it out. And yeah, understanding your resources, your financial resources is something we could do a much better job at training our kids and, you know, schooling and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just such a real life skill. My, one of my it was just this week, one of my kids came to me and said, you know what? You were right. I needed a savings account. Um, he's been working his job for you know several months now, and he just spends his paychecks. And he's like, "I want to you know save money for this or that." And he's like, "I, I finally did it. I got a savings account, and now it sits in there. And I know it's there, but it's dedicated for something else, and so I don't spend it's it." It's so and, hard. Yeah, it's so hard because in the moment, you know, you're like, "Yeah, I got 150 bucks. I'm mm -hmm. buying this stereo system." And so yeah. you do, and then you don't have any money. Um, I <laughs> yeah. remember my my cousin was really good at saving. She went on this ski trip, and I'm listening to her talk about her plans for the ski trip, and she's detailing the flights, and she's detailing the hotel, and she's detailing the things that she and her friends are going to do, and these excursions that they've purchased. And I just, and I, and she's like, "You look confused." And I said, "Yeah, how do you have money to do that?" She's like, 
I saved mm-hmm. I, my mind blown. Like you saved up enough to do that. She's like, yeah, <laughs> but she was taught how to save. Yeah. Anyhow. I, yeah. I, I remember hearing overhearing one of my children talking to their friends when they were showing off like the big TV and sound system and stuff we have in our theater uh, downstairs. And I remember overhearing my son say, we're not rich. My dad just really knows how to save money well. <laughs> and it's true. I saved for two and a half years for that television. <laughs> like just squirreling stuff away uh, until there was enough. You, you did know? too. You yeah. waited, you waited a long time for that. And that's the yeah. that's the other part too, is you like my car, we saved for four years for that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that was hard to do and I hated it because I just wanted to go get another car. But now we have this one and I actually use that as an example for Iris. And what the other thing I did is when I was at the store with her, I said, I really want to buy this. And she says, well, you should buy it, mama. And I said, I can't, I haven't saved enough for it yet. And I'm trying to show her mm-hmm. that I also am trying to do the same thing. Well, especially in a world where I could get that TV on credit. Exactly. You know what I mean? I could mm-hmm. sign up for a Best Buy credit card and have it Shling. and owe them a hundred dollars a month. It would end up paying twice as much for the television over or more, you know, over mm-hmm. time, you know, like that's so easy. It's mm-hmm. easy. There's no, there's very few uh, boundaries to living your life that way until it overwhelms you and you drown in your debt and you have to file for bankruptcy or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's it's just it's, it's, re- that. it's really good um, stuff. Uh, this one's from Jay Skippy who says, "I would I would have loved to have had a high school course on retirement and investments instead of algebra two. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm I'm I love math. Uh, so let me just say that right off the bat. I think you're well, right. Not taking algebra two doesn't mean you don't love math. I mean, would you let me finish my sentence? Oh, okay. Um, I I am. The person I mean, there's loves... a reason that. <laughs> <laughs> I am the person that loves math, but yes, I agree. Algebra two is where it starts to get like, if you're not having a career in, especially like engineering or the sciences or those kind of things. You've learned the math you need for your day-to-day life by Algebra 1. As long as you've learned how numbers work and and um, you know how to use them to your advantage. So, yeah, I actually agree that those wouldn't make more sense for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, but, uh, but, yeah, I totally agree yeah, with that. I do, too. I mean, there is something to be said that some things in high school you just don't pay attention to because you're in high school. Right. But at least it would have been something that you took a course in. Uh, like right. Like a, a, a that would serve your life repurpose if your parents weren't able to mm-hmm. teach you or somebody in your life wasn't able to teach you outside of school. Yeah. Uh, Archimedia Samazona says, hmm, I wish someone had told me losing weight gets harder as you get older. Um, this is a true fact. Uh, you do hit a, a point where your body's like, no, this is just me. This is like, you can work out all you want, eat as little as you want. I, I just like, you know, having these uh, fat cells stored. So I'm going to eat your muscle instead. What? <laughs> Come on, body. What are you doing? <laughs> You're doing I'm going to produce wrong. energy with your muscle instead of those fat storage. Why? Why? Uh, uh, things we get to look forward to. Tyler Volk says on YouTube, I wish I would have taken a Votech class for construction and maintenance. Mm-hmm. I so was really glad. Yeah, that's good yeah. stuff. That is a good one. I, I was glad that in middle school we had tech, like a, it was, oh, I can't remember the name of the class now, but it's where we kind of use, learn to use power tools. And do you remember what that class was called? Shop. Shop class. Yeah. So we got to build small like birdhouses and there was this one day we got to learn how to squish rivets. That was my favorite day. There is something about squishing 
the metal rivets that was just the best. You know, you'd line up the little holes and then you'd put the little thing in and make this really wonderful click sound. And then you bang the other side and it squishes down. Oh man, I I'd, I asked to do that like six or seven times. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I hated shop class. Didn't pay attention at all. Never took it as an elective. I am not like that is not how my brain is built. I am not the guy that's going to be like, let me get my hands into that carburetor. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. <laughs> well, we didn't have a carburetor in middle school. I think no, that's I more. Know, but, oh, okay, okay. But I'm saying like squishing rivets. Like, oh, you know, so fun. that sounds like that sounds like hunting frogs to me. I don't know what squishing rivets means. Um, uh, but, but yeah. Derek says Danae would love leather work. You're not wrong. I loved leather work. I did a little bit of that whenever I worked at a leather store. And it is so fun. There's just this metal that's like. It's just the right kind of squish, and you kind of like it down. And I don't know. All I, I love see, it. all I see, is danger <laughs> all around me. This machine will kill me. It will take a finger, and then it will kill no, me. No, no, no. It's like a little mallet. You kind no, of bang. No, no, mallets okay, hurt. Okay, okay. Mallets hurt. Why would I swing a hammer? That thing could hit my thumb. Uh, I'm uh, weird like that. Though an, this one's interesting from Slab. Slab says um, that friendships don't need to last forever. Mm -hmm. You can have friends that are a great fit for phases of your life. That is an amazing thing to learn. Um, it's important. I wish I would have too. Yeah, I think I think there's I think I did actually learn that one fairly early. And I don't know if it was just because my family transitioned to many different places over me growing up. And so I kind of had to learn it. I was forced to learn that one. Um, but it has served me well because, you know, I think it makes you aware that there are certain friends you do want to hold on to, right? Like there are certain friends like that you that that it's worth the effort, but you can't put that effort into every great friend you've had you know what I mean like there's I had great friends in middle school and high school that I just I could not put the effort into all 20 to 30 of those people I just there's there's too much we're just not designed that way so um so yeah I found my people and I, I put the effort in you know with them I think I would have appreciated this because when I was in you know elementary and then you go up into middle and then you go from middle to high school there's just this natural kind of separation that happens from the ones that you're really close to like I, I understand what you're saying Aaron but for me there was a couple people that even though we went to high school together I just never really saw them again after a certain phase you know whether it was that we grew apart a little bit because I had some really close friends in elementary school that just didn't it didn't stick through middle and I don't know if it was something that was said or done necessarily or if it was like just they met other people that were more interesting to them and I got more shy and withdrawn and angry and bitter and emo as I thought, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it could be all kinds of things, but it really was something I, and maybe I was told about this a little bit at some point and it just wasn't as prevalent in my mind that friendships are not something that you can always depend on. You really sometimes have to figure out how independently inside, you know, like where you're pulling and drawing your strength from and or finding one person that you can really invest in and see what it is to invest in somebody. Cause I went mm -hmm. the opposite direction was like, Oh, I can't invest in anyone cause they're just not going to show up. So I got kind of sure. more independent as time went on. Yeah. I, yeah, I, uh, I think that's a, a really good lesson to learn, um, is about friendships. In fact, I'll just transition that into mine. I know we've got several others here from you. Um, but the one I want to say, and this, I know how weird this is going to sound. I okay. understand what like, but just bear with me. I wish I had learned much, much younger that I could be friends with women. 
It's true. I just, I, I like, I just, Danae is the first woman friend Woo! that, that I, I broke the I've had. <laughs> no, but there's something, there's something again, especially for my background and I understand the care that's being taken. Like I get where it comes from, but it is this fault. I believe now faulty idea that men and women can't be friends. Um, and that once you're married or once you have a spouse or once you have your significant other, then that you have to stop being friends with the opposite gender was just something I, I could be acquaintances. I, you know, I could be friendly. Um, and then, you know, Danae crashed into my world and was like, no, I, I love this person. I want to hang out with this person all the time. Like this is a friend, you know, but it's a woman and that really messed me up. And I was like, yeah, you know, I was already in my thirties, you know, at that point. And it was just like, to have that shift and to figure out what that means and what that looks like was, was a really big one. And, I'm not saying it's not complicated. I'm not saying like there's, and I'm talking in general, that there aren't, you know, um, you know, complications to relationships, but that's not a gender thing. That's a human thing, right? Like that's just, there are complications, all sorts of relationships. So, um, so yeah, anyways, that's, that's one I think I wish I would have, would have learned sooner. Yeah. Um, because I think I missed out on some, you know, possibly great friendships. Um, sure. But who knows? There's so. also timings to everything too. Yes. I mean, there's a because you hadn't been friends with with any uh, women before we made a concerted effort to make sure that Jen, your wife and I had a good connection also, mm -hmm. because, it's oh, like, yeah, that's yeah. this is a new thing for everybody on your end. Now, on my end, I've always been friends with dudes. So when you're <laughs> like, do you think that guys and girls can be friends? I was like, yeah, <laughs> well, I. I, I know I know this to be a fact before I was married. It was the after marriage thing that changed things, right? Like I in high school, I, I mean, I was pretty much only friends with girls. Like my lunch table was me and seven bow, girls. Chicka, like, bow, no, that is not what I'm talking about. No, and that's I'm sorry. And that's the point. That's the point is I know that it's possible. I experienced it in high school. I didn't have any romantic relationships with the girls that I hung out with in high school. Um, you know, it was just, we were great friends, but for some reason, you know, I, I mean, I say for some reason, I think there are obvious reasons that we understand from cultural upbringing and those kind of things. Uh, it just didn't translate after I was married. And so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. That's, um, that's also not, uh, untrue, uh, Lolly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, there is so much that popped up um, on that same topic. And I, um, I'm going to go this one from Molly says it generally makes me sad, genuinely makes me sad because I feel like people with mixed groups are more respectful all around. 100%. That's been my experience too. Actually with having a whole bunch of guy friends, I really learned a lot about like, just, I don't know how to just talk to, to men. I, I, I am, I think I'm more of a direct person because I have been around more guys than girls. I just say what I think like a dude does unapologetically, which makes people uncomfortable i'm coming to learn <laughs> but that's all right um yeah. so yeah let's see <laughs> there was there were so many i was seeing in the chats let's see jacob says i have more female friends than male ones um i think it's important but I'm, because but I'm how do you I, and learn I'm not, I'm not, healthy I'm, boundaries if you're told to have no contact with one group of people that was the one i was looking for yeah that's a, a really key point. I do want to go back to Jacobs and maybe come back to Lolly, but um, but I am I, I I'm not asking you to divulge anything you don't want to divulge. But I don't know if Jacob is married, has a significant other, like you know, 
again, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, again, it before changes, I was yeah. married, all my, all my, like I said, all my friends were female. Um, not a hundred percent, but I'm guessing 85% probably. So yeah, I know there's just, there, there's just that shift and I get it. I understand. I understand what people are trying to do with that shift. They're trying to protect something, but I think when you do that, you cut off a, an opportunity for yourself to grow and to understand, you know, uh, understand yourself and what it means to interact with people. So, um, anyhow, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the healthy boundaries thing is, is, is exactly right. You, you have to learn that stuff yeah. and yeah, you have to, and, and that's something too, where it's like, even, you know, respecting the people that are around you. That's a really good, that's a really good one, Aaron. Um, on top of that becomes not just being open to having friendships throughout your life from all gender. Uh, but I think developing the kind of relationships with those that are close to you that you can have boundary conversations and it's important. Like there are times whenever, you know, somebody will say I'm uncomfortable with this. And so I don't want this to happen or whatever. And you disagree, but you have to find through those healthy conversations, compromises and okay, we're going to do this and we're going to try this and just be willing to talk through what it means to do life with people. Because if you find people that you really want to do life with and you want to be friends with, and you want to develop a friendship relationships with, then there's work in that, but not just for you and that one person, if you're married or whatever, or in your group of people and you're accepting new people in there's, it's a group thing. And we, as humans are like little pods of people. It's like everyone kind of gets to be involved when the dynamic shifts, no matter what it is. It's the same for a job. If you have another person that comes onto the team and has a level of influence, there's going to be shifting and and new boundaries and new conversation. I think at the core of all of it is trying to find people that you can bravely be honest with who don't shame you for just trying to work through something and, and someone who can love you through the hard parts of being human. And it's confusing sometimes. I mean, that's just kind of how it is, but mm -hmm. to kind of just drop the idea that Guys and girls can't be friends because once you're married, that means you can't be friends with a specific gender because maybe bad things will happen is just lobbing off a massive part of your life because maybe something bad will happen. Well, let's talk about it. Like, what does that bad thing mean to you and why are you worried about it? Um, and just being open to talking about the parts of being human. That's a, that's a huge part. You gotta let the light in, talk about the uncomfortable stuff, but do it with people that you feel safe with, you know? I have another one I want to bring up here uh, from Caleb, but before I do, I, I do want to make sure I say this is not just a religious thing. This is something I hear from non-religious people too. Guys can never be friends with girls. They'll always just want to sleep with them. Like, the, like this is the mindset that men are so robotic and simple creatures that they, you know, they can't help themselves. Um, and it, it doesn't just come from the religious mindset it comes from many other places well there are entire movies based around this idea you know um harry when harry met sally is an entire movie based around the idea that men and women can't just be friends that's like the whole philosophy discussion you know point of the movie so um and i'm not saying there's not nuance i'm not saying there aren't conversations sure to be had. Uh, that's why you I'm have to have conversations exactly that's why you don't just lop it off and go mm -hmm. you know um so yeah, anyway. uh, this, this from Molly says the gender divide is also dangerous because it raises girls to see men as threats and raises boys to assume women are just a temptation. 
Yep. And that's that's and it. that's everybody. That's not just religion. That is mm-hmm. culture, right? Um yep. especially yep. Western culture. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What a good chat. Uh, I did want to mention this one because I think this one is important too. And I also identify with this one quite a bit. Caleb says, I wish I would have been exposed to different cultures and backgrounds when I was younger. Mm. Uh, I learned about some, but reading about and being present with are two very different things. Diversity is one of those things I did not get to experience when I was younger. I grew up in a very Caucasian community. Um, Same. I, I think um, 90, I forget the exact stats, but it literally was like, less than 5% um, were not Caucasian in the community I grew up in. And so diversity was just not something I was um, brought up around. Uh, and, and some of that, it's not like some of that can necessarily be helped, uh, but it, there is some training there that that you can do really honestly until you actually become immersive with other cultures, other types of people, those kind of things. Um, you know, it's it's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, that doesn't mean you're automatically prejudiced. It just means you have some learning to do mm-hmm. and you have some listening to do. And yeah. that has been my life is trying to learn and listen and, you know, and empathize uh, with with other cultures and other experiences. So, yep. Yeah. I think that's a good one to bring up as well. A really good one. What a great chat. Yeah. Yeah. I feel uh, I feel like feel like you your your topic was so good maybe we should just talk about this the whole show and not go on to my topic um no i mean we can't we've done that before no that's all right we can't i mean actually mine's pretty deep too um, oh dear but uh <laughs> oh dear it's well and i was already thinking of some things like when you were you were talking about it you want to go on something want to go down to the the a topic yeah, or are there sure. some others you want to do let's to, just to about? let's hop let's hop into it so when's the time your mind changed about something important um, this idea that we have in culture currently is that the, there are two sides and nobody's mind is changing. Everybody's just living in their echo chamber and they all, you know, you're just going to keep believing the things you believe. And it just got me thinking like, when's the time my own mind changed and why did that happen? And when's the time you've seen somebody else's mind change? Like, um, because it does happen. We, we are able to shift our thinking and be open to new ideas and new discoveries. Uh, you know, being friends with women is one of those things. Like my mind changed on that thing. Um, more specifically in regards to that, and this is not why I was thinking of this topic, but just because we were just having that conversation. Um, there's a, a fairly just standard understanding um, in the community I grew up in that you don't uh, exist in a closed room with a member of the opposite gender. You don't uh, accept a ride with the member of the opposite gender. And mm-hmm. I was 100% in agreement with that. Um, and Until I my got mind... stuck at the radio station because <laughs> the women left without me. And then I was just going to be like, no, well, I, guess I'm not, I guess I'm not going. And then every guy was like, no, you can ride with us. I was like, no, there's rules, guys. I'm sorry. I'll just see you. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. Um, and so but no, my mind changed on that. And I I started to see how um, just reductive that is and how insulting that is to both men and women, uh, but mostly women. Um, yeah. So what do you think I'm going to do when the door closes, people? Yeah, I'm just so. going to still be myself. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Imagine that. Imagine that. So anyway, turn into I, a werewolf. I Instantly. just wondered if there was if, Start if leaking there was blood out of all of my orifices. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I want to say that uh, that if there is a time either you or somebody you know has had a big change like that, I'd love to know how that happened or what that was because I do think we feel like right now everybody's just stuck in their ways. If you believe this, you're always going to believe this. You know, um, I saw somebody online change their mind about getting vaccinated. That's actually happening a lot around here. There are a lot of people changing their mind about that because they're seeing the the horrific consequences of you know the choice not to be vaccinated every day around where we are um there is another article about somebody who's like i wish i would have just gotten the 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 vaccine and you know now i'm leaving you know uh, probably going to leave my five kids behind you know what i mean like it's just that people are seeing the horrific results of making that choice and so that's a terrible way to change to have to change your mind but it is real right so I, you know, there are there are ways that people's minds are changed, and I was just curious if anybody um, could remember any of theirs, uh, you know, as we talk about this. This actually spurred from, and I don't want to get into too much details, and I'm not sure if you saw it, but a rather famous actor uh, recently uh, talked about having a conversation with his daughter that changed his mind on something, and he got taken to task for just now changing his mind on this thing that uh, probably he should have changed his mind on long before now. Um, but it was really interesting to see that process for as he explained it and it just i don't know it just got me thinking about how do people's minds change i think that's um that's an interesting thing so yeah well you said vaccinations and uh for a long time a lot of my friends groups were all anti-vaxxers um and this is before pandemic so talking about like just vaccinations for young ones as well mm -hmm. and so um and i think it was kind of at the peak of the you know circulation of some sort of a research that had been done that it was linked to blah 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 which is debunked and not true but that doesn't mean that those sorts of uh beliefs still linger beyond the research that's like no that's not true uh, so when i had iris i had a lot of uh i had not educated myself in a long time about vaccinations actually um because i didn't need to I had the long ago impression from friends that I really didn't even talk to anymore, but no real like active conversation. And I just remember struggling so hard with, well, are, you know, aren't our bodies designed to like fight this stuff off? And I don't want to jab my kid for no reason, especially if there's like negative mm -hmm. side effects. And I had to do the research Well, doing a research as a new mother, who's also emotionally like, uh, sure. charged up is really difficult because if you search you know well now if you search for vaccination you're going to get a whole different set of you know things coming at you than even mm -hmm. whenever iris was born but I'll, i just i remember the fear of not knowing what to do and feeling like the decision that i was making was going to be a permanent decision and that was a like it was just debilitating feeling and my my uh pediatrician um just pulled me aside and he just looked me in the eyes and he's like, I need you to trust me. This, I have dedicated my life to researching these things and to understanding things and to caring for children. I need you to trust me. That conversation and then with my aunts who are very, you know, uh, research, they're scientists and they're like, you have to do this for your child. And I just, there was something in me that was just so afraid. Now through pandemic, I'm like, vaccinations for everyone like <laughs> i'll take six you know whatever because i understand now firsthand what the measles vaccination does for a child or what these mm -hmm. you know uh 
what it does to boost our immune system and how important that is. It's just so interesting. Like now I'm like, well, that was dumb. It was just a few years ago. That was dumb. How did I struggle with that decision? But Mm -hmm. honestly for me, and I think this might be true across the board, it's just, it's hard sometimes to learn new things, even if someone else has the most incredible education, it's still hard to kind of go, I don't, I don't know. I've never come across this information before or all of the whispers of my past say something different, but how do I break through and do something completely outside of the norm? So that was that's the first one that pops into my head. If I think of others, I will. But as we go on, I really wanna say, I learned something at a, a, a point in time when I was in my, like the end of my teen years, just before going into the, my 20s. I went to this event um, and these were very like wise, sage women uh, that were kind of teaching at this camp. And there was this woman and she talked about our right to choose and it changed my life forever. And I have, it's such a powerful thing, but the boiled, boiled down version of it was, even if you choose, you can choose again whenever you want, because you have a right to choose and you have a right to change your mind. And just giving me the authority to make those choices for myself, even if everyone around me was doing something different, literally has been a theme of my life. And it is hard sometimes to go against what other people think and to choose different paths or to choose a different way of thinking. It can be really intimidating at times, but that is a massive power that we have to choose a path. And then that first step you take, if it doesn't feel right, You don't have to be obligated to stay on that. You can choose again every single day, all day long. Mm -hmm. And sure, sometimes it might come across as wishy-washy, but if you're trying to figure your life out or you're trying to figure out your career, you're trying to figure out your relationship, just because you've made a choice 10 seconds ago doesn't mean you can't choose a different thing. You really have to be able to stand in your power to say, I don't have to do this even though I just said I wanted to. You're getting on a roller coaster ride. You're right up there. You're buckled in. You still have a chance to get off of that ride if it doesn't feel right. Like that's your choice and everyone else can wait. It's not a big deal. And mm-hmm. I really feel like I just wanted to say that because I think sometimes we feel obligated once we make a choice to stick with it. And that's yeah. just not the case. Yeah, I think there's a, a real great uh, philosophy about, you know, choosing the next right thing or whatever it might be. I think that's, isn't that a Frozen 2 song? Isn't there a Frozen 2 song about this? Um, I, I'm almost Probably. sure there's a song in Frozen 2 that's once. about this idea. But the, I'll, the, I'll idea, the idea of being every moment is a new choice. You don't have to lock yourself in you know, to yeah, something. Yeah, the you next cho- right thing. The next right thing. Yeah, you choose wow. the next right thing. So, wow. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think, uh, I think that Look is that. I'm preaching that Frozen. Preaching there Frozen you go. today. There you go. Uh, let's see. Let's go through some of these. Um, okay. These are going to be a little bit longer because they're a bit deeper, but um, I'm always interested in hearing what you guys have to say. Archimedes Amazonas says, at some point I learned how to be understanding as far as religion and belief goes. I was raised Catholic, and then I turned hard atheist for a while, a true religiousless a-hole as a teenager. Then I learned better and realized I was just as extreme as the people that turned me away from religion, went mm-hmm. from atheist to agnostic, and learned I do not own the singular only truth to the universe. Man, that is so important. Um, and it is both 
the, the the humility is both the problem and the solution in many ways because and what i mean by that is <clears throat> once you realize none of us really know then it can become very easy to believe everything and anything but just because none of us really know doesn't mean we all can't work together to find truth I mean, there has to be a common understanding that there is some sort of foundational truth to the world, that things happen, you know, in a truthful way, like science works or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but uh, but it is also the blessing of empathy. I think you can only find empathy through humility. You know, the idea that you really look at something from somebody else's perspective um, is because you know you could be wrong. And that's such an important thing. So that's a great realization, uh, Archimedes. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jose has a good one. Uh, I remember changing my mind about mental health as someone who has never really struggled with mental health. I thought it was something that be, could be cured, uh, through getting out of your comfort zone, but having friends who struggle with things like social anxiety or depression, I have a new perspective. Mm -hmm. Whew, boy, I'm still figuring this one out. Um, I have not, uh, like you, Jose, I just, I, it's, mental health is something we all have and we all have to care for and tend to, but it's not something that I have fought, you know, like I haven't struggled with my mental health. Um, right. And so there is a tendency for me to be like, eh, just pick yourself up by your boots, you know, like just be, just have a positive outlook, you know, be an optimist just like I am, just, just be happy and how <laughs> empty that is yeah. and, and can sound and, mm -hmm. Um, and to really, and to really have empathy and listen and go, and also go, no, there are chemical structures of the brain that make the way you see the world different than me. And you are, and it's another one of, uh, the ways I exist in privilege. I have, you know, mental health privilege in some ways that I don't deal with those things that my, you know, my brain doesn't fire in that way. And to be able to have empathy and, and, and not feel even though I don't understand it because it's not me, it's not how my brain works, how I see the world, doesn't make it not real and it doesn't make it not true. And um, yeah, I'm with you on that journey, uh, Jose. Um, and, uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, this one's from Lucas who says, in my childhood watching my parents divorce, my mind changed in relation to marriage. I realized that for a marriage to work, it needs a daily effort on both sides. Mm -hmm. This is something that's come up a couple times, d different perspectives from people who have been in divorced families who have different perspective changes too. Like some will say that they still would like for a marriage to, you know, last the whole time and both to work on. And some will say, actually, if it's toxic, just break up, go find somebody healthier because I would rather have had that relationship than the one that I experienced. And I really think that's an important thing to, to think about as well is, I don't know, I love listening to people's experiences with with that part, um, because I was raised, you know, like you get married, you stick with it, you don't give up, you know, and then to hear other people talk about their experiences with, um, with that has always been something that I've been really interested to kind of mm -hmm. like dig into. Yeah. Uh, Tyler says women pastors, me 10 years dumber. Women aren't good pastors. Wife. Why <laughs> me? I don't have a good answer. Also, I've met several who are amazing and awesome at their jobs. Um, yeah, just simple stuff like that where, yeah. And JCD follows up, says our church had a woman pastor somewhat recently. And honestly, she made me feel better about religion than any male preacher ever has or will. Isn't it interesting? The things that we just like, we think are 
just how it's supposed to be mm -hmm. until that normalcy is broken. It's we're such creatures of habit. Yeah. We really are. <laughs> we're almost uh, made that way. Elizabeth says, my mind has changed about religion. I grew up thinking this religion is right and every other religion is wrong because of church. And I didn't start learning about other religions until college. Um, yeah, that's a big one too. Uh, finding your own faith, what that means to you, what the world um, means to you. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Jay Skippy says, growing up in a very legalistic religious household, I'm sensing a theme with a lot of these. Uh -huh. uh, once I got older and secure in my faith, I realized that if someone thinks differently than I do, that's okay. And it's so important to understand different worldviews and associate with people different than yourself. Uh, I identify with that one a lot, uh, Jay Skippy. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, lots of good stuff here. Yeah. Um... Man, there is a lot of good stuff here. I was looking yeah. for another woman uh, chat. All you said, we were married by a woman vicar in my Catholic. Oh, sorry. Woman vicar. My Catholic in-laws found it shocking. But when uh, on the day commented how beautiful the service that she gave was. Right. It's almost yeah. like women can do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, this, I think this is a good one. Greg says, uh, I've also changed my mind about the value of older people. My parents' generation and older, when in my college years, I met a woman of 93 who showed me the importance of wisdom. I think that is one that it's not like you change your, like, I think, well, I, I could just be speaking from my own experience. I understood, I understood the wisdom of age. I understood the importance in, in valuing those who have come before. But I think when you're young, you have this mindset of dismissal because, well, you don't understand what it's like now, right? Like you don't understand the world as it is now. You just understand how it was. And I think what we forget is the wisdom is because they both understand what it was and what it is. So it's not that they don't understand what the world is. They've just had a broader chance to experience so many other things. I should say we. Uh, actually, we've just had a broader experience. Oh, are you giving? <laughs> I consider myself the in the aged. Yes. Are you? Yes. No. Oh, no, no. I, I was going to say I don't think so. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but no, there really is something about valuing that wisdom in a different way and going, "I'm not going to dismiss it because I don't think you get it." Um, because they're the thing that 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 you think they don't get. They actually have a chance to get. They're alive right now. They under like they are living in the same world you are. The thing that you don't get, you can't get without them because they were there and you weren't. So they have the upper hand here as far as getting it and understanding it. Um, so yeah, I, I really think that's a, a you know beautiful perspective to to remember. Uh, I'm going to read this one from Greg, who says, I'd like to say without tooting my own horn that recently I've been constantly going out of my way to being shaped by new perspective. I went to a seminar called Dethroning the White American Jesus, being offered by a very well-known evangelical Christian mo movement that I never thought would offer that kind of training. And it was a week-long training, and I learned a lot about how religion creates empire. Wow. Yeah. That's important. And I think that's the thing too, is sometimes we'll realize that we lack something and then it's just, how do you get educated about it? How do you decide to kind of learn something? It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to change your mind, but you might. And I love exposing uh, that part of myself to challenge myself to learn things outside of my comfort zone. It happens a lot these days. These last few years, I've really been forcing myself to 
you know what? I'm going to tune into something I normally don't tune into, see if there's anything kind of here for mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah. And it's an important it's an important thing to do. Caleb says, growing up in the South, it was easy just to see the Confederate flag as a symbol of history. And it wasn't until I was older that I actually had to think about what that history means. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, mm-hmm. major props, Caleb, because a lot of times when you grow up in a culture, it's easy just to adapt the the common understanding oh, yeah. of your culture, oh, of yeah. what a symbol means, of what it is to be able to step outside yourself yeah. and your culture and go, yeah, but let's have some empathy here and understand what this means, you know, uh, to a, a, another large group of people and how much it hurts them. Mm-hmm. And let's change. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yep. That's good. Uh, Polly says, I changed my mind once about the ease of using a car with an automatic transmission. <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> I vowed to only drive manual trans cars. Silly, I know, but it's what I thought of. No, I think that's important. You have to sure. step outside your comfort zone sometimes. I'll never forget the first time I drove a five speed. I took to it like like ducks in water, so they say. I just instantly understood how to drive with a uh an automatic uh, no, not with an automatic. Yeah, I instantly understood how to drive with an automatic today. So does everybody. I meant a manual. <laughs> <laughs> um and I loved it so, so much. And then I've yeah. since been like if someone says that they don't know how to drive a stick, I'll ask, do you want me to teach you? Because I think that's so fun to learn. But yeah, anyway. and then and then I immediately said, no, no, I'm good. I don't I don't need to be taught. Uh, yeah, I I could figure it out if I needed to, but um, but I'm fine with the driving automatics. Nick says I changed my mind on calling silly things dumb. Mm. I'm also listening to Sif Pop help me realize that it's okay to have a different movie opinion. Everyone should have such a positive influence in their life. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. Thank you. Well, that was a fun topic. Two back to back deep ones. There are some new topics in there. I I did screen capture a couple that came in earlier that are now long gone. Okay, we're gonna head into uh, the new topics. So get them in now. Put a you at the front. Anything you want us to talk about? Anything, uh, whether it be something going on uh, topically in the world, or if it's just a question you have for us, um, let us know that as well. Okay, and, uh, so I've got two that came in earlier. The first one, I can't put them up on screen because they're actually gone from our system at this point. But okay. JCD at 907 asked, um, I have pres- a presentation next week uh, to cap off grad school, and I'm freaking out. Would appreciate some stress relief tips. Quit school. <laughs> well, there's the Danae version. <laughs> yeah, that's not my advice. That was a joke. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh, um, being that close to the end and being like, you know what, this stress is just too much for me. Bye. Yeah, I man, handling the pressure of of those kind of things is going to be different for everybody. Um, I think you have to find your confidence in that you've done the work to study and know the things that you need. You the the. The pressure you're feeling, the stress that you're feeling is based on what if I fail, right? That's where the stress comes from. And so you have to find the conf- the the foundation, I should say, not confidence. You have to f- find the foundation to stand uh, on that is able to put you in a mindset of it's not likely that I I will fail. You know, like I, I, I have done the work. I've studied that. Now, if you haven't done the work, if you haven't studied this stuff, like then maybe your stress has, is, you know, is real and has a foundation in a real place. But if you have been doing the work and you understand the material, 
you just have to be willing to go, um, you know, it's very unlikely that I'm going to, uh, to fail this. And then the stress, I hope, will start to relieve. But that's not, that's not easy because it's easy for us to convince ourselves, you know, of all sorts of things. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you have to go into your mind and say to yourself, like, what, like you are ready for whatever might happen, mm-hmm. you know, and try to find the f- whatever is fun about the topic to you locate that joy um like if you're afraid of the presentation part and being in front of people um try to do some envisioning of uh just being able to push past the people looking at you and get into the solace of just your mind so that you're talking to yourself rather than talking to a group of people because ultimately this is just one of the steps that you have to do before being released out into the real world with your education and you get to kind of define things. This is the presentation is kind of like one last thing, what they have to kind of make you do to check all the boxes. So even if you turned around and you did your presentation to the wall, it would maybe like make other people think like, what is this person doing? But if it makes you comfortable, who cares? Like do it for you. This is for you, not for Mm -hmm. anybody else. This is for you. That's, yeah. that's my advice. Um, the other one that came in that is now long gone, uh, came in at nine ten from Greg. Do you still take tornado sirens seriously? I mean, you should, but do you like when there's a tornado siren, do you immediately, uh, mad dash style, like Fran into your basement? <laughs> that's uh, a great question. <laughs> in this area. Uh, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. You, you get, you no. get quickly to a place of safety we're like a half a mile from each other and we have very different responses it depends Wait, you you seriously in this like tornadoes like are legit here like it's not like something like people don't overreact no, 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 no. let me let here. me be very specific you don't until you realize that it's not a planned one that's the difference oh we have, well yeah i mean but of i course. never know when they're planned is my thing that i was if it's a sunny day and it's 10 a.m it's a test this what is, is how is weird, this hard but this is the weird thing it could happen at any moment right so then i'm like well is it real or is it not real and so i'll go outside i'm like i mean it kind of seems like it could be tornado weather even if it is sunny because that stranger things have happened Sure, it's 10 a.m. on a Sunday, but tornadoes don't care what the day or the time is. So then I'll mosey on over and I'll grab my phone and I'm looking, eh, I think we're good. Um, But if I know there's a storm and there's a tornado warning, yeah, my butt is getting into the safety places because holy crap, we have have legit tornadoes here, y'all. Yeah, yeah, that's all I was saying was, yeah, it can be really bad here, so um, yeah. (laughs) Okay, did you uh, have one, Aaron? Uh, a you question? A you did topic? you find did you find one while I was looking at the old ones? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Archimedes Amazonas says it's not really a topic or a question. I just want to tell everyone I'm graduating Wednesday and I'm so happy I survived college and I wanted to share that happiness with you guys. Bravo. We share it. Absolutely. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh you Greg did sa- it. Greg Greg says, When is the last time you've experienced an ice cream truck? What are your ice cream truck memories as a child? Um, oh my I have gosh. this song in my head. I have, uh, so we have a ice cream truck that um, hunts the children of our neighborhood. Let's just put it that way. And when I was young, this might age me, but when I was young, the ice cream truck was actually a Jeep. And the the Jeeps would go around and they had like the portable ice boxes that were built onto the Jeep back. 
And it was some dude with a tan and long hair. And be like, hey, kids, blah, blah, blah. You want some ice cream? And it was like this thing, right? And he would be like, ding, 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 ding. And so he's driving with one hand and ding, 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 dinging with the other. They drive kidnap trucks now. The vans. Closed vans. That look yeah. sketchy as heck. And I'm like, who are you? Why are you in the neighborhood? I don't care if you're singing songs or whatever you're doing. Sure, you have ice cream. And the kids flock to them. And I'm just over there like... <laughs> I'm the mom on the porch just like who are you show me your license yeah excuse me officer yes there's a very sketchy ice cream person in the neighborhood <laughs> why are you in a closed vehicle sure maybe it's bigger maybe the freezer's larger sketchy yeah sketchy it's just another reason we need self-driving vehicles and the ice cream truck can just be on its you know little course and uh and make it stop sketchy why do you need a closed vehicle i'm just uh, i i, I haven't like it. i haven't done an ice cream truck since i was a kid um and who regulates these things could i just go get a van and some ice cream and start selling them to children no no okay, same okay. same way you would need to get like okay, a uh like a sure. food truck you know all same right, kind of principle right. like you need I, to I have, have i a have a little one and... who just wants to run off to the ice cream man now and i'm just like i will hunt you sir <laughs> I'm over there taking pictures Very of this man suspicious. with my phone. Like, all right, could you just let me get a better picture of you, a little high resolution 4K, posting nice. them on my local channels? Uh, I do love an ice cream sandwich, though. Man, I I don't eat them often anymore, but uh, man, there's something about ice cream sandwiches that are amazing. Actually, that's not true. There's an ice cream cookie sandwich that the theater sells now that I'm going back going to movies that uh, that I pretty much have to get one every time I go see a movie because um, they're just amazing. Slab Jr. Speaking of, uh, my question favorite from snack. Slab. Uh, the question is: Slab Jr. wants to know what your favorite snack is. Hi, Slab Jr. You lovely, lovely. Um, so I think Aaron and I might have the same answer for this one. But we oh, really? recently went on a road trip and we stopped at a gas station, and there on the shelves in the like the cool area was Hillshire Farms. It's a salami. I can't remember what kind of salami it is. Do you remember what? Genoa. Genoa. <laughs> this is your life. Yeah. <laughs> Our life is I have at least Genoa. one of these every day. <laughs> it's a Genoa salami adult lunchable, essentially. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it comes with Genoa salami, some really yummy cheese, and Gouda. then like a Melba toast cracker, like a really mm -hmm. hard circular cracker. Yeah. It's about uh, lunchables. They're so yummy, though. And they have different flavors. You can get ones that are like more like a pepperoni. Nope. Um, they're kind of more hot, uh, sausagey. Nope. nope. But the Genoa is like, yep. it's the way to be. <laughs> Genoa Gouda. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's yummy. Uh, and they're it's like interesting. 600 calories, maybe? Really? No, just... Danae. No. 350, 350 calories. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you, it's funny you call it a snack. Like, I'm like. It's a snack, right? I, I, well, I mean, I get it. Like, I understand why you would call it a snack, but I use it as a meal. Like, I, that's my lunch. They are filling. So I, it's so, so weird. It, it is. It's great. It's a nice 350 calorie lunch, you know, um, and, you know, then I can eat a little more at dinner. But, uh, but yeah, I do love those, but I wouldn't have thought of those as a snack. I would have thought of the I ice cream cookie true. sandwich that I get at the theater <laughs> as uh, my well, current favorite snack. That's more of a treat. Peanut like, M&M's. That's what snack, snack means to me. That's the oh, connotation snack has okay. is like, like if you're going to splurge on a treat, like, you know, what do you like? 
I don't so. know. When I think of snack, I think of like just something that you're not quite hungry for a meal, but sure, you want something. That is something. technically correct. Yes. The so best I like, correct. I also like snack bars in that case. The ones that are mm-hmm. basically glued together with honey and peanut butter and they're just like raw right. yeah, yeah. nuts and oats and stuff. Yeah. Probably not your most favorite answer, a little slab but, junior. <laughs> but in that in that regard, if if Aaron is just living his life with no concern about how many calories he's eating, like my favorite snack is a big bowl of cereal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, the the oh, you're not laughing at me? <laughs> no, no, I'm laughing at Slab's comment about what Slab Junior just did. <laughs> <laughs> well, share it if you're gonna laugh. Share I'm, it. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. Oh, okay, okay. No, yeah. If you're asking, you know, Aaron, uh, you know, who has no concern about eating, um, yeah, I'll just have a big bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Like that's a great snack. You know, uh, at any time of day. Um, I love that kind of stuff, but yeah. I don't know why I can't find it in our chat chat, but I see it in my, I see it in mine. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Slap Junior just let out the loudest sigh when she heard salami. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Thank I'm you, sorry. Slab Junior. Okay, I'm sorry. That's the same thought I had when she said those things. I was like, yes, we love those things, but how is that a snack? That's like healthy That's food. A snack. I'll have like I'll have like three or four and I'm good to go. I, like I get it. You are technically correct. Anything you eat between meals is not a you know is a, like is a, is a snack. But I I'm almost sure she's you know talking okay. about pop tarts right. or let me tell you my you other know, one then candy bars or my other one is is the brownie from Chick Fil A. I I nice. love this thing. They make good cookies so too. Much. Yeah, they make good cookies too. Somebody gave me a brownie once and I can't. But the, I can only eat. So this is three days old. This <laughs> I can only eat a little bit at a time because it's just so rich. Yes, yes. Please is remember a snack. Please junior? remember a snack for Danae is half a jelly bean. She will literally eat half a jelly bean for a snack. <laughs> I just want to make Slab Junior happy. Uh, Jetsmith says, "What what music artist from the opposite sex is your favorite?" Um, hmm. Interesting way to frame it. A lot of, it's hard for me to say favorite because if I'm going to stack a whole bunch of them on top of each other, I probably will end up, David Bowie will end up winning, but I've talked Mm -hmm. about him recently. I'm going to give you a band that I really like. Mute Math is one of my most favorite bands and it's all dudes and um, the drummer, uh, the original drummer, he's no longer the drummer, but the original drummer, Derek, is incredible. Um, And then recently I found uh, someone that I've also bragged about. uh newton faulkner is somebody that i'm absolutely obsessed with these days um and i would say confidently if i really went with like listening time (laughs) of how much i think those three are really competitive because i've bowie mute math and faulkner like i freaking love them i love them love love them man there's so many good choices um probably aretha franklin if I'm being like, I just oh. her voice is incredible. Oh, yeah. um, I, I tend to go old school. I apologize. Billy Holiday is another one um, that I really enjoy listening to. More modern. Um, I'm kind of a Taylor Swift fan. I think she's uh, writes amazing stuff. I love Adele. Um, so yeah, um, Whitney Houston. I mean, you go back and listen to some of Whitney Houston stuff, and it's just like it's astonishing stuff. Astonishing stuff. So, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. So those, those um, here's one from Jacob who says, if you're forced to leave the U.S. never to return, which country would you move to? Bonus points if you don't just say the U.K. <laughs> Wait, um, do you want an honest answer or do you want us to try to get points? That's right. Points, of course. 
I think Move both of to us... never return. Okay, this is a this is a big thing to remember. We're not just visiting. We're not right. tourists. We are moving somewhere to live never. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, and not coming ever. back. Not nope. coming back to the U.S. of A. <sighs> well, um, um, that's difficult because I want I want to come back. My family is here, so <laughs> <laughs> part of me would be like move somewhere close so they could visit easily yeah canada right like that's, so the, canada. that's the canada answer yeah the canada answer is like yeah i can just come across the border see my family the the culture's mm -hmm. already like yeah that's yeah. the that's the easy yeah um real world answer like mm -hmm. if this is a real world actual cat question yes i'm moving yeah. to the southmost point of canada um i'm <laughs> yeah. moving i'm moving to sarnia uh, which is right across from uh, Port Huron, Michigan. Hey, and see, I'm just, there you go. You just take I'm a little just, boat. Just, and then you a bridge. There is a, there's a bridge. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you take a bridge. Very different than the... That's the real world answer because I have so much I'm connected to here in the States. Um, yeah. The more fun answer is probably somewhere that I feel like my personality might match up with the culture. Like, oh, I'm trying yeah. to think of what the answer to this might be because I don't really know the cultures all that well. Um, but yeah, this like is for, where I might lack, too. Yeah. Yeah. But for, for instance, just to give you an example of what I'm trying to think of here, like in the States, if I were to move somewhere based on my culture, it would probably be Southern California, very laid back, you know, um, that kind of thing. But, um, but, but I'm not sure. Where is that in the world? It's, it's, not, it's not the UK. Uh, you know, that is not my, my That's personality. Not no. It might be France. France can, has kind of a, a laid back. Do you back, think that they would be laid back about you not being able to speak to them at all? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're You'd assuming to... there's going to be some work to do as far as language yeah. barrier, that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, but um, but yeah, it, it, it may be the Caribbean. Maybe the Caribbean. Ooh, there you go. You know, um, I wouldn't want to go to the Caribbean. There's nothing but water out that way, yo. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That is that is a fair point. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, south of France, I think. Southern France is is maybe my more fun answer. It's not a real answer. It's not the truth, but um, but yeah. Ooh, Ooh or or it would have to be the southern areas of uh, one of the the states, but or like the Scandinavian countries. There you like go. The, that could be interesting as well. Um, so yeah, southern Norway or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking Norway because I know someone there. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm somebody who would want to have a connecting point. I, I think drop me into somewhere and I would eventually be okay. Cause you know, what choice do you have but to adapt? But if I uh, had to go somewhere, I would likely just try to go where I had w at least one person that I know who could help me acclimate. And I think that would be Norway at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Uh, Tyler says, if you could pick one animal from a zoo or aquarium to take home as a pet, what would you choose? Ooh, does that instantly mean that my house is adapted to that animal's needs? I think so. Yes. Okay. Let's, let's assume. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very fast answer. Um, <laughs> and I get it. I get it. Um, they are yeah. so cute and yeah. I'm telling you right now like Iris would love it that means we would have a pretty massive indoor pool area for the otter to enjoy mm -hmm. um, uh, so so yeah so I think I'd go otter wow um, boy I I don't know I don't say bear <laughs> no. don't, don't okay okay no it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be something that could eat me 
Okay, that's good. Um, then don't go Anaconda either. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what I, I I'm so they against having animals in my house right now that it's hard for me to imagine. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Like uh, like what I would want sloth. here. Go sloth. It would just no. hang out like upside no. down, just yeah. chill. Just like hold on to the branch, just like. Is there some sort of practical answer, like that you know would help keep my house clean or something. Oh, something that can mow your yard. Yeah, something like just that. Just eat. Like a hit, just like a, a donkey. Just put a donkey <laughs> out in my backyard. A goat. <laughs> Depending goat. on yes. the zoo. That's it. That's it. Depending on the zoo, goat would work. <laughs> goat might work. Uh, this one's from Lolly. Would you rather go on a cruise with Tom Cruise, or a walking holiday with Christopher Walken? Walking holiday. I don't know what that is, but I'm I'm down for it because it's not on water. Um, a cruise with Tom Cruise or a walking holiday with Christopher Walken. Hmm. I would rather go running with Run DMC. Um, that's not that is, that's that not is, the choice. That is my answer. Yeah. Uh oh, a cruise with Tom Cruise. This is an easy choice for me. Absolutely, cruise with Tom Cruise. Man, I don't know if I want to meet that guy. I've been on cruises. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's not great calorie wise because it's just eating all day. Um, but uh. But I would love to. I would. I would love to see if I could figure out Tom Cruise. Like, what's you know, what's what's real and who he is. Um, Christopher Walken would be fun, but I'm not sure I want to go on a walking holiday. So there you go. A walking holiday. That mm-hmm. sounds really interesting, though. It sounds tiring. It sounds important. Like legs. Can you do this still? <laughs> you haven't tried to walk in a long time are you able are you ready uh polly says have you ever driven topless in a car like a jeep with no roof or doors and okay, the windscreen folded down <laughs> <laughs> i may have read that a little a little incorrectly have i you that ever... was the i i read that i was like i don't remember it sounding like that topless in a car my have God. you ever driven a topless car like a jeep with no roof or doors and the windscreen folded down yes i'm actually looking for a photo right now i don't know how quickly i'll be able to locate it though um if i can yeah. find this picture um i have a jeep that we can pull the top off of and my first date with my husband he took me on a date and my mother spent we spent like an hour trying to put my hair in curls i don't know why i do this to myself because i don't have curly hair my hair will not curl it doesn't like curls but we spent all this time trying to curl my hair and then we got it kind of where it was kind of cute and bouncy and he shows up in a convertible so by the end of the street it was just all over the place. All uh, can I ask? A, can I ask a, maybe a, uh, a silly question? Is a topless car different than a convertible? Is is Polly asking if oh, this is know. without a windshield as well? Like, is there a type of oh. vehicle where it's you know completely just well, open? There are. To... I mean, because I, if, yeah. if that's the case, no, I haven't. If it's convertible, yeah, I've I've uh, driven slash ridden in convertibles um, many times. Mm. I don't enjoy the, the experience. Screens folded down. That would. That's what, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I wonder. I wonder if this no, is specifically no. asking if you've driven in a car with like no windshield. You know, because I think convertible may be different than topless. I don't know. Um, but um, no, but yeah. no. If that's, I think I can actually fold the front of my Jeep down, like the the whole windscreen down. Also, I've never done that before. But there's hinges there. I think that you can technically take it down. Um, but I've never done that before. We have yeah. driven with the doors off and the top off. Yeah. So um, does a I, boat I, count? 
I will. <laughs> I've I been will... on a boat. <laughs> yeah. Strangely enough, she has. Um, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the thing I would say is if it's convertible, yes, but I am not a fan. Um, I don't understand the desire to get, you know, to get rid of the best thing about a vehicle, which is that it's a closed in environment that you can control temperature and, uh, sound and all that stuff. Um, I just, it's, it's inviting danger, you know, uh, like I just, I can't, I just can't guys. I just can't. Everything's trying to kill me. Everything. Um, everything, everything. Uh, let's see. See if there are any more you questions. Meanwhile, I'm trying to look up this hair pick for you, lols. Okay. It'll take me a minute, though, because it was taken a while ago. What are you looking up? I have this picture of me riding in the Jeep, and I had really long oh, hair right, at the right. time. And I was um, driving, and the top was down, and I thought that it would be fine, and I just let I let my ponytail out, and it just started to like go up and whip around. And by the time that we arrived at our destination, I had really bad knots in my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really bad. It was a terrible idea, but I was, I took a really amazing picture. Um, because it was everywhere. Oh, I found it. Okay. How am I going to get this to us? Okay. Hold on. So Polly, Polly says, yeah, look up speedster Porsches and there are a few sports cars with literally, literally no windscreen. So yeah, he is, he is talking about a topless vehicle, not a convertible. Um, so, and no, in that, oh, was even, it Polly's question or Lolly's question? It was Polly's question. Oh, sorry. Um, and yes, uh, yeah, that, that's even, I, that's a no for me. That's a nope. Um, that's even more danger, you know, <laughs> so she's going to fly and hit me in the face. So, uh, yes. Okay. Let me see if I can get this pick pulled up. I mean, it's probably going to be like, oh, all that weight for this pick. Jet says Aaron's fears fascinate me. Um, it's interesting because I almost wouldn't qualify them as fears. It's just being uh, protective. Like it's not. It's not like I'm. Oh, I can't go in a com convertible. It's more of like, why would I uh, put myself in a situation where it's more likely that I would get hurt or be uncomfortable? You know, um, I'm. So it's it's not even as much fear as it is just caution, right? Like that's how I see it at least. So yeah. Did you find it? Yeah. Yes, I'm working on it. <laughs> uh i don't see any more you questions so i think once uh once we get this picture up there of um i'm working on it i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm having Danae, to go from one computer in a convertible to the other. not topless a convertible <laughs> thanks aaron for i was just clarifying uh, it's good no i think not a i meant yeah. the vehicle i literally did not mean that i meant the vehicle in a convertible not I know a topless vehicle. Okay. Right. No, I, I get it. Okay, uh, okay, 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 okay. <gasps> okay, okay. I'm okay, loving, okay, okay, by the way, the series of nice. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Danae has now shown a picture of what it's like when she rides uh, in a convertible. Um, mm -hmm. I'm loving the series of responses to celebrities doing stuff with celebrities, like make baskets with Sigourney Weaver. Um, oh, that's good. Go to Holland with Tom Holland. Uh, fashion show with Harry Styles. Um, yeah. A bridge great. run with Jeff Bridges. Oh, this is good, Slab. This is good. This is good. Deliver a baby with Paul Newman. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That Fishing is. trip with Lawrence Fishburne. 
Mm-hmm. Pratt Falls with Chris Pratt. Yep. Yep. Uh, apartment hunting with David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. You guys Bird are great. Bird spotting with Taylor Swift. That's uh, that's clever. This, this is the best. This is the best thing that's ever happened. Um, <laughs> Starbucks with Al Pacino. That's funny. Uh, cattle ranching with Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> A pool party with David Schwimmer. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Long haul trucking with Vin Diesel. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Oh my God. That's great stuff. Great stuff, guys. Thank you so much uh, for hanging out with us today. And we are always excited to have our Mondays to hang out with you guys. So it's true. So, yeah. It's true. Um, uh, it, go ahead. Do you want to finish this off or do you want me to? Who's doing it. the clothes? Who's doing the clothes? I'll do the clothes. Hey, guys, uh, if you want to hang out with us more, Destroy there are a few ways to do that. Um, you can go to Twitter and follow us on Twitter. The the uh, It's Danae Says and Aaron Dicer. You can also become a member of Studio DNA, a, uh, a Studio DNA member at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Uh, become, become part of Team DNA uh, if you want to do that. And watch us live uh, by subscribing and uh, clicking the, the follow bell. And that way you'll get notified whenever we go live. So thank you, guys. We love you. We'll see you on the next Monday or Sunday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.